Hello and welcome to the inner apocalypse. Apocalypse in ancient Greek means a disclosure or revelation of great knowledge. In a churning world, two sisters with extremely different opinions and very similar values unite to discuss wildness, fear, and transformation, finding love as a grounding force in a tumultuous time. Humanity stands at a great precipice of awakening, and we believe the journey is inward to become the change. We talk about astrology, nature, and this wild ride on earth, bringing the both and to life. We unite where the sun and the moon collide. Welcome. Hello and welcome to this podcast called The Astrology of 2022. This information you're about to hear was recorded by the Wild Sky Sisters, myself and my sister Ange, on October 28th of 2021 when Venus in Sagittarius was sextiling Jupiter in Aquarius. It was a beautiful workshop. It was a chance for us to dive deeply into the overarching themes of 2022, but it wasn't enough time to go into everything. So there will be more to come. We hope you enjoy it. So we always start with a little breath together to move out of our busy brains and into our hearts. So if you'll just join us, you can turn off your screen or just sit back from the computer, getting comfortable in your seat. And when you're ready, you can let your eyes close. Let's just take a couple breaths together, inhaling through the nose, exhaling out of the mouth. Just feeling how those two breaths can change everything and shift us from thinking and doing to feeling and being. And when we talk about astrology in the sky and the cosmos, we are really asking for you to just lean into the feeling and being of these electromagnetic frequencies that we get in this co-creation with the sky. There is nothing you need to do. And although there will be a lot of information coming through us today, knowing that you are right on time, you are here, you are opening your heart to the nature that's outside of you, but you already are nature inside of you. You are made up of the same elements of that in the sky of the gas giants of the earth around us and this beautiful planet that we call home. And so knowing that, I hope you rest back for this time we have together in knowing that you are enough just for having been born. That moment you took your first breath and entered this portal called Earth. You are here to feel and to love. So just placing your hand over that beating heart. Feeling that heart beating for you. Breathing into your heart space, letting the heart expand with that loving breath, this oxygen rushing through your body. As you exhale, letting the shoulders and the mountains you are carrying fall. For you are right on time. As we rest here 
we'd like to call in our ancestors, ours who are working through us, healing through us and speaking through us. And all of yours, those radiant ancestors whom you know and those you don't know, those far back deep ancestors, the well ones who lived by the stars, who lived in community with the earth, feeling them coming to protect you, to fiercely stand beside you and walk with you into the rest of 2021, into 2022 and beyond, into creating something so magical for your lineage and also for all that you touch, all that you meet. Those unseen ancestors, they're with you every single day. And we call in the elemental guides, fire, earth, air, and water, to help us remember that we are those elements, that those are us, that what we hear is really all being created in, inside, in this internal environment, and that we can choose to create this new world together. With that, I'll hand it over to my sweet sister. Okay, this is a poem called Honoring Love. Thank you for this day and vastly expanding the capacity of my heart. Thank you for helping me lean into the comfort of infinite love and for my ability to inspire it everywhere I go. There are times when I cannot speak of what I love because I fear my expressions will not be appreciated, my affections not re reciprocated. During these moments, help me realize that love moves in one direction, out of me, and that that is all that matters. I understand that I give, what I give out comes back in its way and is not always the form that I expect. Help me trust that there is enough love for me. In the empty spaces where love has left me, let me conjure faith to open to all forms of love, which are moving around and through me at all times. Help me sing the incantations of devotion and rapture as they have always existed inside of me from before my journey in this form. Help me understand that divine love is required nourishment for life to animate and flourish. Do not find me reaching to prove otherwise, but keep me in service to love from this moment on. Remind me of humankind's greatest gift of love and that to give it when it is a challenge is to let it rule my purpose. Help me mind the mantras of high regard when I forget. Let me learn to give and receive your most sacred treasure. Allow me to be dogmatic about just one thing. My vow to love and the lavish, excessive distribution of it. And if you want to take one more deep breath in and open your eyes when it feels good to do so. All right. So I just wanted to touch based on, I pulled a tarot card for 2022. And as I was sitting, uh, communing with spirit this morning, my grandmother came through. No joke that. I pulled the spider spirit. All of our grandmothers and the ones that are no longer here, we are the dreams of our grandmothers. And there is this big component of 2022 
that will be about making your dreams real, about co-creation. There is this really huge chance for abundance. What astrology is really, it's a study of movement and light. It is the earth going around the sun. And so just when we think about every single month, every 29 days, the sun moves signs and we see it through the seasons. One of the biggest pieces when I'm looking at 2022, the first thing that we want to to take a look at is Jupiter. Jupiter spends about a year in each sign. And so Jupiter will be going in at the end of this year into Pisces. And we had a little peek into that uh, over the summer. Uh, Jupiter was in Pisces from May until the end of July. And Pisces is dreamy. And it's the, you know, it's poetry. And it is the ocean mist. It's everything and nothing. It's very much an ethereal space. And we have a major transit that happens where Jupiter is going to cuddle up to Neptune. And Neptune's been in Pisces since 2012. So this energy is extremely strong. And when we're looking to that, we're we're seeing that there can be some really big dreams this year. I continue to hear over and over that each moment can be momentous. And that really is, to me, what 2022 is going to be about. It's going to be about our dreams and then putting it into real action. We have some Mars energy that will be about um, action and forward motion. There is a powerful energy of change for 2022, but it has a very different flavor than the last two years. Once we look at Jupiter, which is a yearly transit, gives us a little bit of the flavor. And then we have to look to Saturn. Because Saturn's still going to be hanging out in Aquarius. And I actually think that uh, the main theme of 2021 was Saturn and and Uranus. And we're going to see a major flavor of that come the beginning of 2022. This could look like lockdowns again. This could look like restricted movement. Okay? Because Saturn's still in Aquarius. Aquarian themes are going to be really big. And I keep hearing or thinking business has really had to change over this last two years. Business has had to radically reform. We have Uranus and Taurus. Like just think to the restaurant industry and how majorly it has changed in this last year. This last year has really been about what's going to work and what's not going to work. And with Jupiter moving on to Pisces, but Saturn still in Aquarius, I think we're we're going to see um, Aquarian themes, businesses that really have to figure out, can I do what I'm doing online? And then we have to look to the the nodes. We're going to have a nodal shift and we get a preview of that in November. So November 19th of this year, we're going to have a, a lunar eclipse and eclipses usher in this great change. So the last time the nodes were here was 2004. And this is a really interesting, deep place to be because the nodes right now, the North Node is in Gemini, the South Node is in Sagittarius, and it's going to shift to Taurus and Scorpio. So what is Taurus about? You can see on there the themes, Earth stewardship, fertility, our food, 
our finances. And there is a deep place of abundance that lives inside a Taurus, but Taurus is fixed earth. So there is going to be this fixed nature that is a bit more stable, a bit less mutable, which I think a lot of us, you know, um, want to maybe grab onto too. Then when we look to the south node in Scorpio, it's a lot about healing. It's fixed water. It's about transformation. It's about there is a component of next year that the south node releasing through Scorpio. I just, you know, close your eyes and imagine the Scorpio power in the changing of the seasons when the, all the leaves fall. The destruction of nature. Okay, there is a piece of Scorpio that there is beauty in that part of the season coming to an end for all the leaves falling, everything going back into the ground in order to be reborn. And we're in Scorpio season right now, so we can kind of feel that flavor so strongly. But just imagining the destructive power of nature is is kind of that feeling of that Scorpio piece. One more thought on this Jupiter and Pisces piece, which I think is going to bring us to some of the biggest parts of next year. Jupiter and Pisces is really about faith and it's about the the dream world. There is a, you know, there is a place of, of uh, Pisces that is the everything and the nothing. And Pisces, as the progression in, as a person, is the elder, is the wisdom that exists at the end of our life. It is the one foot in this world and one foot in the next. And so there is a humongous piece of Jupiter meeting up with Neptune, which is a 13-year cycle, a 13-year cycle ending and a new one beginning. And so that is why April of 2022 will be a place of great surrender and faith. Neptune can really be kind of like the fairy, the fairy world. Like a lot of people maybe don't believe in that, but the places that we can't quite quantify or explain. Neptune in Pisces to me is really like losing ourselves for better or for worse. And so there can be both sides of that and knowing that going into it you know keeping yourself in check to do with your emotions will be very large for the year there also is something that I just wanted to to bring up and talk about that there'll be two major transits that are humongous for the U.S. the U.S. will have a, a Neptune opposition which is a 165 year cycle and there will be the Pluto return for the U.S. And this is the first Pluto return America has ever had because it is a, it's a cycle of 246 years. So there is major transformation that is going to happen in 2022. Don't know what that looks like, like exactly. And there is some um, guides there to talking about different things. But one of the pieces that we highlight in the beginning of the year because of the transit of Venus in Capricorn and the nodes shifting our focus on Taurus and Scorpio, finances will radically change. And we've been seeing that all this last year. 
If you follow the stock market, there are big pieces of that. We have cryptocurrency on there. Money is going to change. We're already seeing that. So just getting in right relationship with money. And there's a lot of, you can find a lot of free information on YouTube to do with money. And that will be a major focus of, of 2022. I think that that's it, Tamara. Yeah, right. We talk about it every day. <laughs> it's never it, but that was so beautiful. I love how you bring in such like the grounded aspects of it. So, so 2020 was like shocking, right? It shocked the whole world. In our lifetime, definitely probably the most change ever came through 2020, the beginning of 2020. I still remember sitting in an airport in Victoria after teaching yoga and my son was sleeping kind of ill on my chest. And I started seeing the headlines about this, this C word. And I was like, what in the world is happening? And then after that, we were grounded for, I mean, we still are in some of us. Um, and so 2020 radically changed the world. People went in, it got quiet. The animals came out, the, the earth healed. There were more people cooking and baking. There was this shift that was like, we got this glimpse of spirit that came back and returned to our lives. Neighbors were talking to one another. Communities were starting to, you know, actually see each other. And, and then there was a, a whole lot of lockdown, isolation, resistance. All of our stuff came up, right? 2021 was like the purge where it's, control and security versus freedom. And I don't want to say that those two things can't exist together because I believe an inner security exists within this, but the, the stark contrast of our society, the polarity came up because we were forced to look at our shit. Right. And I'm sorry if there's any children on the call, I swear, I swear sometimes, but you know, we really had to look at that all. And so while this was all happening, the nodes the, nor the lunar nodes in the sky, right? You might have to spend some more time with Ange and I if you like want to know what we're talking about there because we don't have time to explain that aspect. But the nodes where the eclipse happens, where the sun and the moon meet, we're in mutable energy, changing, shifting, shape-shifting. Where should we go? Where should we plant? All these people are like selling their houses, going, moving here. There was so much shifting energy. It was like a tornado around people of like, what do they believe? The nodes were in the information versus intuition aspects. So everyone you knew was a researcher. Everyone's a reporter. Everyone's got an article to hand you and you know, you're wondering something. That was the North Node in Gemini. We're still in this. We're in the final throes of that. You know, that's having 60 tabs open on your computer, like researching late at night, wondering about this. So with this nodal shift, it's moving from this mutable energy to fixed energy, to the fixed seasons of Taurus and Scorpio. Taurus is mid-spring, mid right? The, the April brings the rains. May is the time where, you know, it's like, it's spring. Spring has set in. The flowers are starting to bloom. The land is fertile. There's, you know, seeds being planted by those who are growing. This is a really stable, consistent energy. It's fixed earth. 
the, the Scorpio season is the time of transmutation. It's like when everything starts to alchemize and change, the leaves drop. And if you smell, if you walk in the forest, you smell that mustiness of the leaves mulching into the soil and the soil, you know, going and receding, everything's like getting quiet and in for a whole season so that things can bloom again, come Taurus season. There is a retracting and an opening. The con contraction and expansion is vital to the death rebirth cycle. And so <clears throat> for me, the big major theme of 2022 will rest around that Scorpio Taurus access. There's a lot of other things happening, which Ange spoke to, and I'll, I'll cover tiny parts of those, but um, that shift is really where my focus is as an astrologer. And also personally, this is my nodal return. So if you were born between 83 and 86, you know, check your nodes. This might be your nodal return. It, also, there's other dates in there too, right? It happens once every 19 years, 18 years. And so this is a time of immense uh, dharmic struggle to dharmic growth. We all have to get really good with the Scorpionic themes. With the South Node in Scorpio, let's talk about what that means. So Scorpio is secret. At a lower expression, Scorpio is secret. Scorpio is what we put under the rug that we don't want anyone to know. Scorpio is the skeletons in the closet. Scorpio is uh, the, the transmutation of power and control. It's, it's like this uh, place of sorrow and grief can live in Scorpio. It's an intense, it's emotional intensity. It's the things that come up that we don't want to deal with often as a society. Maybe we in this room do, but you know, out there, there's a lot of people who do not want to look at those Scorpionic themes. For a lot of us who are here, we've been doing this work day in, day out, like uh, 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 allowing all this stuff to be dredged up. And we are getting good with our Scorpio. And when we're good with our Scorpio, we can then balance it with its sister sign, Taurus. Taurus is that abundance, that, that stewardship of the earth, knowing it's our home, protecting it, fertility, allowing things to grow from that space and, and prosperity. Like Taurus rules the senses. If you just look into the medical astrology, Taurus is the senses. It's like the the way we feel and touch and taste and see so if you think of going for like a beautiful meal and listening to beautiful music with your friends and eating like the delicious sauce that they made and and going home and slipping into your bamboo sheets and pulling on your like beautiful uh, house coat and cozy socks and then spritzing like rose water that kind of abundance is what the next two years could hold for us but we have to know that we're going to be dealing with our scorpio we are going to be faced with that emotional intensity so that we can get right with it. Okay. And, and the practices that we have have to be with soothing the nervous system because with Uranus and Taurus, with the North node, we're all going to go through or already have, right. Uranus has been there for a few years already. This real shifting in our Dharma, like, whoa, shocking stuff. When they discovered Uranus, that was when electricity was discovered. So Uranus is this like Albert Einstein visionary energy of like blowing people's minds to a point where it awakens the whole world. It's this energy of, you know, discovering something beyond what we thought was possible. 
So we don't know what's possible right now. When they discovered Uranus, they thought Saturn was the end of the solar system. That was it. And then they discovered Uranus. And we're like, whoa, there's a whole nother solar system. There's three, like more planets beyond Uranus. But right at that point, they were like, whoa, we couldn't even imagine what was possible. So right now, we can't imagine what's possible for 2022. All we can see is the destruction and the chaos and everything that's breaking down. But breakdown precedes breakthrough. And Uranus is breakthrough. So that's allow, radically allow the breakdown to happen and soothe our nervous system and, and retreat into our safe zones of safety. And really, when we do grief work, we understand that there is only a little bit we can do at a time. We're not meant to like uncover some sort of skeleton and be like, ah, it's, it's there and I have to deal with all this right now. Like I'm talking five minutes a day of grief work would be working your Scorpio five minutes a day of saying, maybe I can dip into writing about something that happened that, you know, was really hard for me. And then I'm going to, and then I'm going to put it away. And I don't have to think about it every minute, every day, I'm going to find joy for the rest of the day. I'm going to move into my Taurus senses. I'm going to go for a walk in the forest. You know, that energy uh, of vesseling, doing things very, very small, making sure you have safe containers to, to work through this. Uh, that's really, really vital for us. And there is that fixed energy to support that. So finding the safe zones, the safe people, the safe spaces, so important. But here's the thing too, is that if you're uh, only looking at the light and only looking at the abundance, there's going to be a, a point in the next two years where you, things don't work anymore. My mentor uh, called it sparkle pony syndrome, right? When we, when we are always like, Ooh, I, I, it's okay. I'm just going to transmute that, hide that under the rug and look at this. But like, it's time to deal with the darkness and to get right with the darkness. I know there's a lot of dark goddesses in here that can do that, that can sit in the dark. You know, a great thing to do would literally be at night to turn off all the lights in your house and light one candle and really reflect on what that one tiny light can do and bring. And let some of the, the things that you haven't been, you know, dealing with come to the surface. Because here's the thing with Jupiter and Pisces at the same time as this, we have the utmost surrender and faith and divine uh, helper helping us to do this work. Jupiter in Greek mythology is Zeus, the god of the sky, the, the benevolent one who wants the good things for the people, sometimes to excess, right? So good year next year to look at our escapism, look at the way that we get off the wave, you know, whether it's shopping or sex or drugs or alcohol or, or what, however we do that, it's going to be a good year to look at that Netflix or, you know, sugar or whatever it is. And I'm not saying you have to stop any of that stuff, just really like starting to come into relationship with that. But really with Jupiter and Pisces, it's, it's this relationship to divinity. Okay, my mentor also had that natal placement, but you know, there's a lot of great leaders like Joe Dispenza who have that placement because they have to really dig deeply into their divinity to, uh, to have that relationship and surrender, that ability to surrender. So what astrology does is allows us to come out of the details and the chaos and the drama of our lives and the craziness that is happening out there because it is crazy. And look at it from here and go, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to watch that happen. I'm going to witness it. And I'm going to completely surrender to the point with Jupiter and Pisces, it's like surrendering over and over and over again. This constant feeling to me, I just keep seeing like someone laying in the middle of the ocean, like, 
like I can't surrender anymore. That's all I am being asked to do every single day. And it's like, yes, every single day you have to take the next right step and then surrender it. Next right step, surrender. Next right step, surrender. Um, the overarching energy of this all to me kind of combined is we're moving from victim to empowerment. And this, I've been living this on a personal basis where like as my coming nodal return creeps up and there's many uh, crazy placements happening for me right now in the sky, which is the only reason why I'm here feeling empowered. But in my personal life, it's like moving from victim from why is this happening to me? Even like lockdowns or not being able to get on a plane now. <laughs> like I love traveling, but yes, I'm grounded for a bit. And you know what? It's like I could move into victim easily. But the key thing for us to move into 2023 and beyond, because we're also seeing beyond 2022, we're actually the pioneers of the new world. And we need to hold the vision for the youth, for the Pluto and Capricorn generation from 2008 till now. Those that are being born, they need us more than ever to hold the vision to say, like, what does that look like to, you know, live in harmony with the earth again? Because, I mean, we're so far connected from it. What does that mean? What does it look like to live uh, without these walls around me all the time so that I can actually connect in with every single person that comes along my path, with my neighbors in a way that's like bringing the villages together again around the fire? Coming back to that, but bringing in the Aquarian age, we need technology. We can't just say, nope, we're not going to have that. We still need the technology. We are advancing evolution. We're not just going back. And our, our ancestors, our deep ones, our well ones, the ones who, who are so far back that they lived in wholeness with the earth, they're so excited about the fact that we have technology. They're, so, they're like, you can get green juice from a juicer? Oh my God, you had to like, toil and travel for that. Embrace technology going into the next two years because it's those of us who can embrace technology and stay in our sovereignty that are going to be able to be that vision for the Pluto and Capricorns who need us and the Pluto and Sagittarius's. Those last two generations, they need us because they're here to actually break down society and completely build and lead this new earth. We're like the pioneers that will be remembered in the history books of living through that wild eight years of time in 2020 that like changed everything. But they're the ones who are gonna be left with the legacy. They're the ones that need the earth. And so we have to get really right with, all right, I'm moving out of victim mode today because like this world is crazy and I'm going to, you know, have a safe zone where I can honor it for five minutes. And then I'm going to move out of it into empowerment. And here's one way for us to all get into empowerment, taking back our financial sovereignty, because there are a million people out there that run corporations, the top 1% that have so much money and they don't think a, a, a minute about oh, should I like charge for this service? Do you want to do a trade or do you want to, you know, they're, they're just keeping it in. And here's the thing is right now, if we don't have money, there's not much that we can do to create the change we need. And this, this is so vital as money is this currency from the earth that wants to co-create with us. And there's going to be so much release, so much abundance released through the next two years as the elders pass on. Scorpio is also inheritance, debts, 
taxes. It's the way in which we are working with all kinds of other people with our money and monetary situations. And as that money gets released and there's this generative source of abundance in the air, all of you, the healers, the light workers, the people who are willing to go into the Scorpio darkness, who are willing to take personal accountability for who you are, that money is going to flow into you. And it's like, what are we going to do with that? We're going to, we're going to be the ones who can get land. We're going to be the ones that can build little cabins, not luxury million dollar houses, unless you want to do that. And, and choose like me to come live with you, please. <laughs> but like build little cabins, build the, the, the commercial kitchens so that we can all be witchy and making tinctures together, right? So that people can die in peace in nature, building these care homes that are out in nature, building preschools and early childhood places where kids can come and learn in nature. Like that's the abundance that is there for us in that Taurus realm. And I would say with cryptocurrency, with Uranus and Taurus, this is its rise. My best Bitcoin coach was like, nobody should have a lot of Bitcoin, but everyone should have a little. It's security. It's security that's decentralized. There's no one that can can truly mess with that except for yourself. Because Bitcoin's like hard to learn, but it's so exciting and so empowering. And it moves us and shifts us into the true visionaries for the next generation. Because they're going to know Bitcoin, like no problem. They're going to understand you don't put your money in a bank where somebody can come and rob the bank. No, you decentralize everything so that it is for the collective. That's the Aquarian feeling. Uh, probably close to my time there, Angela. Hey, that was really wonderful. Thank you, Tamara. And I think I just want to reiterate that piece of the North Node being in Taurus, what we're working towards. That's the collective. Um, the collective dharma is that nature and and really scorpio and the scorpio generations and if you have lots of planets in scorpio there is a component of finding the beauty that is in the dark so that we can integrate those pieces and talk about them and heal them for the ancestors and when we do that, you know, and, and, and nature can be one of the greatest gifts there. Um, and also talking about money, money is, is not the only thing that's a currency. Our energy is our greatest currency. And so really contemplating where do I spend my energy? Who do I spend it with? And um, looking towards the next year, you know, making the right people and, and yourself a priority. The last thing I want to oh. say, and just, just before we go into our embodiment is to use everything as an Oracle this coming year, Jupiter and Pisces is like, find your divination tools and use them. And it, and that means like, you know, opening a book and just trusting you're going to open it to the right page, asking a question, being intentional, calling in your ancestors before you walk in the forest and asking for the sign that you are looking for. The whole universe is trying to co-create with you right now so loudly. One of my favorite ways to use the forest as an oracle is to choose a number that speaks to me or comes to me, 72. I walk 72 strides in the forest and then I stop and I look around. What is there, right? Going into a bookstore and asking that you will find the book with the message meant for you. The divination will be on fire with Jupiter and Pisces. And so use everything, including this next 10 minutes 
as an oracle, we're about to do a practice where you can, you know, ask for that message. What is your theme for 2022? So for this, we're going to play a song. Basically, we just want to get really into our bodies and dance and feel the energy coming out. You can dance like shake crazy like an animal or dance beautifully, whatever feels good to you. And then we will sit for three minutes uh, with a song that doesn't have words, hopefully. And (laughs) then we will, (laughs) it's a little inside joke because Tamara gets mad at me when I play (laughs) songs with lots of words when we're supposed to be meditating and then we'll give you a couple minutes to journal this is a favorite of me and Tamara's called glorious by Macklemore so shake your booty (laughs) you know I'm back like I never left I never another sprint another step another step another day another breath Another Been chasing dreams, but I never slept. I never slept. I got a new attitude that'll lease on life as a piece of mine. Seeking to find I can sleep when I die. Want a piece of the pie, got the keys to the ride and shit. I'm straight. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Get up my way. I'm running late. What can I say? I heard you die twice. Once when they bury you in the grave. And the second time is the last time that somebody mentions your name. So when I leave here on this earth, did I take more than I gave? Did I look out for the people? Or did I do it all for fame? Legend is Exodus, searching for euphoria. Trudging through the mud to find the present, no ignoring us. Got 20,000 deep up in the street like we some warriors. My mama told me never bow your head. Whoa. I feel glorious, glorious. Got a chance to start again. I was born for this, born for this. It's who I am. I could have again. I made it through the darkest part of the night. And now I see the sunrise. Now I feel glorious, glorious. I feel glorious, glorious. I'm feeling glorious. Looking victorious. You know that we've been going it since we hopped out that DeLorean. DeLorean, yeah, we went on guard. Things are just things, they don't make you who you are. Can't pack up a U haul and take it with you when you're gone. We posted on the porch, my family's glasses to the stars. My grandma smiling down on me like, what the boy got bars. Okay, okay, yes, I do. I said amen and hallelujah. Testify to another morning. I'm morning. Won't let self get in my way. I got my breath. I got my faith. And I'll remember why I came. Glorious, glorious. Got a chance to start again. I was born for this, born for this. It's who I am. I could have again. I made it through the darkest part of the night. And now I see the sunrise. Now I feel Be alright, put that on my life. When I open my eyes, hope I see you shine. 
was kind of beautiful. That was really beautiful. Really heard very deeply in that song that you can't take it with you when you're gone. And one of my mentors says, there is no U-Haul behind the hearse. And I continue to think that that abundance for me isn't about things. It is about family. It's about my kids. It's about my body and myself. When I say the money is there for the taking, I don't mean to build the luxury or to, you know, for some, maybe that's cool, but I mean to circulate this wealth to build the new world, to, to have everything we need. So we're not in scarcity. Like one of, I've worked in the nonprofit world for a long time. And one of the best ways to change people's lives wasn't to create the services for them and stuff. It was to actually give them money so that they felt wealthy. And that struck me so deeply like that, that there is a wealth in our bodies. There's a wealth in sharing food with friends. There's wealth in meeting like this and dancing every day dancing is so important and speaking there's a abundance of messaging that needs to change out there this the this final gemini sag node the messaging has got to go that's where the war that we're living in is is through the media and the propaganda and so if we can shift that messaging by just simply speaking on our platforms your platform matters whether you have five people who follow you or 500 or Five million it doesn't matter. It's like your people who are who are around you. That there's so much abundance in that as well. You know, in being able to speak the truth for the children. And I think the, a big piece of the division we've seen a lot of division in in the last couple of years, and it will probably always continue because this isn't something that's new. People always have different perspectives and different viewpoints and so being sovereign for ourselves and what's important for us and speaking our authentic truth that will the ripple effect of all of that holding love in your heart every single time you have an interaction with someone Thank you for listening to our show. If you're here and feeling like so many others that there's no way out but through, we just want you to know that we love you. You are not alone. If you want to learn more about us, visit us online at wildskysisters.ca and please reach out with any comments or questions. We love you.